Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is May 24th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 25. Now remember Matthew chapter 24 and Joseph Smith Matthew talks all about these signs and these wonders, all the different things that are going to happen before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now in Matthew chapter 25, it's really just an extension of Matthew chapter 24. In fact, the very first word of Matthew chapter 25 is then, meaning when all this happens, then this is going to happen. And as a response to all the things that are going to happen at the second coming, the Savior is going to teach a few parables here that's going to teach us about readiness and how we can prepare ourselves for his second coming. The first parable that he's going to teach is arguably one of the most famous parables found in the New Testament. It's the parable of the ten virgins. Let's take a look. Starting in verse 1, it says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps, and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know not neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Now this is a really, really almost difficult parable to read. It breaks your heart a little bit for those foolish virgins. Now, something that I think is so important that we understand and recognize here is that these virgins are split into two groups, right? The wise and the foolish. Now, the word foolish here is moros, which means he who sees not what is proper or necessary. So I think that that's important to understand because oftentimes when we talk about this parable or think about this parable, sometimes we think about it as the good and the wicked rather than the wise and the foolish. The foolish virgins weren't necessarily wicked. They didn't do anything wrong, except that they didn't understand what was necessary and what was needed for them to accomplish the things that they needed to do that evening. I think sometimes when we think of this parable, we think of the righteous and the evil, the good versus bad, the church versus the world. And that just simply isn't the case. Each one of these women knew the bridegroom. They knew the Savior. Each one of them came prepared to a certain degree. They all had oil to begin with in their lamps. All 10 of these women are people who knew the Savior and were waiting for him to come. But the difference is five of them were content with what they already had. Rather than seeking more light, they were content with what they had. Whereas the wise virgins weren't just content with what they had, they sought out more. And that's exactly why the Savior is teaching this along with his teachings on the second coming. He wants us to be prepared. He wants us to constantly seek out more light, more goodness, because it's through that light, through that goodness, through that effort 
to have continuous light in our lives, that we become better prepared for his coming. Because once we see those signs, once those signs are upon us, at that point, it might be too late. If we are off seeking the light at that point, we might miss his coming, just like these foolish virgins missed the bridegroom. It reminds me, several years ago, I was talking to my older sister, Heather, and she was telling me about a dream she had when she was a teenager. And whenever I think about the second coming, I remember this dream that she had and how powerful it was. In her dream, she was standing on a beach. And as she looked along the beach, there were just people everywhere. There were lots and lots of people all along this beach. And each one of the people on the beach had a coin. And one by one, everyone was throwing their coins into the ocean. And she always said she didn't know how she knew this, but she knew that each person was throwing their coin into the ocean and that she had the privilege of throwing the last coin. And that when she threw her coin into the ocean, then the second coming would happen. Then the Savior would be there. And so she sat and watched everyone one by one throwing their coins and got more and more excited as her time came, as it got closer and closer to her being able to throw her coin in. And by the time it got to her, she was just so excited that she tossed that coin into the ocean. And she said as soon as it left her hand, she realized that she was not ready. She wasn't ready for the Savior to come. And so she dove into the ocean after her coin and started to try to search for it, to take it out of the ocean. But she couldn't figure out what coin was hers. It was filled with coins at this point. So as she's in the ocean and she's searching and searching and going through all these coins, All of a sudden, as she's searching for these coins on the bottom of the ocean floor, she saw the pierced feet of the Savior, and she looked up at him, and she said in her dream she was scared because she knew she wasn't ready for him yet. My friends, that is the feeling of not having oil for our lamps, of not being prepared for the Savior's coming because we are content with what we have, rather than constantly seeking more light, more truth, more knowledge, more goodness. Our Savior wants our continual efforts to become more like Him. It's not enough to rest on who we were as missionaries or as newlyweds. It's not enough to rest on a good thing that we did 10 years ago. We need oil in our lamps today and every day. Continual goodness, continual efforts, continual obedience. Those are the things that prepare our lamps and keep them filled with oil in preparation for the Savior's coming. President Kimball talks about this in his book, Faith Precedes the Miracle. He said, In the parable, oil can be purchased at the market. In our lives, the oil of preparedness is accumulated drop by drop in righteous living. Attendance at sacrament meeting adds oil to our lamp drop by drop over the years. Fasting, family prayer, home teaching, control of bodily appetites, preaching the gospel, studying the scriptures— Each act of dedication and obedience is a drop added to our store. And Sister Mary Cook said a similar thing when she said, The time is now for you to diligently apply yourselves to increasing your spiritual knowledge, drop by drop, through prayer, scripture study, and obedience. Each virtuous thought and action also adds oil to your lamp, qualifying you for the guidance of the Holy Ghost, our divine teacher. My friends, it's the continuous efforts that we make that allow a continual preparedness as we look forward to the second coming of the Savior. My friends, piece by piece, drop by drop, act by act, we are adding light to our lives and oil to our lamps. My friends, where are we in our preparedness? Are we ready to see the Savior? 
Are we ready to kneel at his feet? Are we ready with all our energy and enthusiasm to throw our coin in? I joked the other day that sometimes I get nervous about the second coming because I have FOMO and don't want to miss out on anything in this life. But my friends, I'm not afraid. I look forward to his coming. I look forward to the peace that he will bring. But that being said, there is always more I can do to prepare. There's always more I need to do. I testify that as we continue steadfastly, as we learned in Joseph Smith Matthew, as we continue to treasure up the word, not just read it, not just dabble with it, but truly come to love the word of God, as we strive to take the Holy Spirit to be our guide, to lead us consistently, that we will every single day of our lives be adding drops of oil to our lamps. Our Father in heaven does not want us to be content with the oil that we have or the oil that we had. He wants us to continually strive to improve, to live our life according to his plan so that we can consistently be adding oil to our lamp, light to our lives, and be prepared for when he comes again. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 